You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, it always hurts to go down to Carlton and we had to suffer that yesterday as you pull up. Oh, mate, it's uh, always, as you say, it always hurts. A bit of salt in the wound, especially with Saad having a good game and he absolutely killed us off the halfback. Um, and yeah, never a... Never a good day when you lose to Carlton. But on the other side of things, you know, we saw some um, great stuff from our young kids. And, uh, you know, uh, sorry, Shory, but uh, to me, it's still a development year. Um, and at least if we're seeing that, there's good signs coming through. Um, so at least there was something to cheer about for us. Yeah, and I think uh, it really highlighted a poor ball use. Um, you know, the, I thought we started the game pretty well. You know, you know, obviously got that 21-point lead. Uh, but then you know, Carlton dug in and uh, yeah, we just couldn't get the transition you know, from our back line up forward. Uh, just our ball use, I thought, was pretty poor going inside 50. And um, yeah, Carlton loved to pick off you know, any uh, loose balls that we fired to, in the wrong direction. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I mean, interestingly, in terms of efficiency, like for the whole game, we actually went at 74%, um, which is greater than... Carlton 69%, uh, but the efficiency inside 50, we had 44% to Carlton's 54. Um, and it was just like, I mean, we keep saying over and over, it's our forward entries, it's our, um, our finish with the football that's really letting us down. And uh, yeah, Carlton were able to swoop on it time and time again. And look, they just look like a better drilled side uh, for most of the night. Yeah, well, again, and inside, uh, I thought our midfield was pretty much beaten in terms of, you know, our guns um, in, you know, Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish, Andy McGrath. You know, I think they lowered their colours in some ways. I, you know, I think Sam Walsh really showed you know, how good a player he is. Um, I didn't think Cripps killed us, so, like, that was one thing. Um, but, yeah, you know, I just think Carlton um, overall, you know, obviously by the result, but... Um, had a little bit of a harder edge in the midfield than uh, what we needed. Well, they did. But interestingly, like when you look at the clearances, we actually had 21 to their 13. Stoppages they won out, though, 25 to our 18. Um, but it, like to me, again, it's that that it's what you do with it. It's no good just bombing it out, which we saw time and time again. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit more detail a bit later. But, yeah, Andy McGrath was a huge culprit for that. Um, uh, and yeah, most of our midfielders are pretty guilty of uh, sort of banging it on the boot, and uh, it didn't exactly favour us going forward. Um, and yeah, I mean, like if you look at the the overall stats of the game, it's pretty even. We actually won out in in most of them, not by much. Um, but uh, yeah, to me, the the story of the night was just how we use the footy and. Our lack of polish really cost us on the night. Yeah, well, let's go into the game, mate. Because, um, I think, uh, you know, with losses, yeah, I like to get through them as quick as I can um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, you're only as good as your last game. And I guess that really showed where we're at um, in terms of, you know, currently. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing where we could go because uh, those young kids are really exciting us. Um, and whilst we didn't get the result uh, yesterday, 
Uh, we certainly saw a lot of the positives coming through. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to discussing that. But, uh, yeah, we started the game, you know, quite well. It was an even first quarter, really, until late in that quarter. But, um, yeah, like, obviously, uh, Tipper found the first goal. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an easy set shot and went back and kicked it nicely. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, you know, he marked it in the pocket from a Smith kick and slotted it through, uh, which was great to see. And, you know, even like, at the, like the opening bounce of the game, like seeing Nick Bryan going up and getting involved right from the first bounce, like uh, I think he got the tap and actually won the clean possession um, like to get it out for us. Uh, and then after Tipper's goal, there was a beautiful kick by Stringer on the wing and a nice grab from Peter Wright about 35 metres out from goal on an angle. Unfortunately, he missed. Like, it would have been good to see him carry on that form from last week against Collingwood. Um, I thought it was good for him to get hands on it early. Um, but unfortunately, Carlton got the next two, and uh, that was through Cripps and Walsh. Uh, I think it was McGovern. Um, oh, was he it? Got the, yeah, he got that 50-metre um, kick. Uh, sorry, it was, uh, remember Laverde ran into him after he... Uh, Completed a mark, I think it was. Um, Laverty, um, yeah, bumped into him after you know it had been determined a free kick, and uh, yeah, he got the fifty meter. Yeah, it was about all he did all day, um, McGovern. But uh, yeah. he uh, yeah, he got that fifty meter one, and yeah, Sam Walsh, um, yeah, showed his class early by you know, kicking a goal. But uh, we just like the game was settling well because I, I still felt we. Look good uh, around the wings and so forth. And uh, we got, uh, after a couple of points, um, Kyle Hooker got his first from a beautiful play from Archie Perkins. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, and it all started from Cox, really. You know, he won the footy, passed it to Perkins, who uh, popped it straight over the top to Hooker. And I thought it showed really good composure uh, from Perkins to actually, uh, you know, spot Hooker up in the, uh, in the goal square there because would have been easy to just have a ping, but uh, made sure of it by passing over the top to Hooker. So good work by the young man. Um, yeah, then not long after, like Tipper nearly snuck another goal uh, where he sort of crumbed it from a contest. You know, he missed, but, um, you know, not long after that, the Heidi kicked one through. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, that was, that was touched on the line, but... It just showed we just seemed you know up and about um, you know good push from the boys and uh, finally um, actually no uh, uh, yeah there was a, a huge grab in the middle of the ground from Laverde uh, like, uh, it was just really great to see I mean you know this bloke you know cruel by injury over the course of his career and really getting a good run of it uh, in in defence now so it's really great to see him. Just use his marking power there. Yeah, it was a, it was a really good strong mark. Uh, got it right up there and took it. And, uh, continued Laverde's good form. I thought he, uh, yeah, it was good, very good on the day. Uh, but then uh, we had to watch uh, Eddie Betts get the first of his, uh, you know, few goals on the game. Yeah, look, to be honest, mate, it was a pretty gutsy mark from from Betts. Um, you know, you, you can't fight against that. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, finally, after threatening all game, you know, stringing out a couple of pings, uh, he finally kicked a huge goal from 50 and, you know, it was game back on. Yeah, and then we saw uh, 
Harrison Jones uh, come across the pack and take a nice mark and uh, go back and kick his first of the day. Yeah, and the, like, the best thing I loved about that was, you know, Nick Bryan won the next tap, uh, followed up to win it and kick it to Perkins. And it was Perkins who spotted up Jones and marked and went back to slot it. So, you know, that was a great look to our future for mine. Um, and then, you know, we saw a little bit later, you know, Cox was taking some big marks down back. Um, and he started off our next run when he kicked it to Perkins, who was getting plenty of the footy. Um, yeah, eventually the ball got to right. He found Tipper in space, who waltzed in and kicked it from about 30 out. And uh, then we had the the guy that was getting booed the most at the ground, that's for sure, um, Adam <laughs> Sard. And unfortunately, he kicked the ripper goal, and uh, you know, that gave a bit of a pep in uh, Carlton's step after he. Uh, kicked that one, and uh, I think we're all wishing that he had a, a bad game, but as you say, it's a big difference uh, during the match, I thought. Yeah, it was. The disappointing thing was, like, we should have known, you know, we've been playing with this bloke for the last few years. We should have known he'd be sniffing around, like, he, you know, as much as he's a defender, he loves to kick a goal and certainly a long goal outside 50. Um, so it was pretty poor marking there, and that seems to be a continued feature of our game, unfortunately. Uh, but look, then we got one back through Tipper. He notched up his third of the day uh, after a smart, smart tap to him from Hooker. Yeah, he, he looked really up and about, Tipper. And as they said, he'd kicked eight goals in five quarters. Um, so uh, he was in, having a purple patch and he was, he was really exciting the crowd, that's for sure. Yeah, he was, mate. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a good quarter. It was a good contest. Uh, and we ended up, you know, up by 14 points at the quarter time break. So six goals, 440 to Carlton's four goals, 226. Yeah. And like, I think they said on the, on the, uh, I was just watching a replay earlier today, right? And they said uh, that was 10 goals, six or something like that for the uh, quarter was the largest uh, first quarter in, at the AFL for this season. Um, so that goes to show that uh, both teams were really playing slingshot footy and, yeah, it was a bit of a shootout. Yeah, it was, mate. Uh, yeah, goals galore. But, you know, as we started the second quarter, uh, you know, Merritt was pretty lucky to get a dubious free kick for mine. Uh, but look, he got it to Hooker in the pocket. Unfortunately, it was too tough on this occasion. Just uh, went a bit short. But, you know, not long later, uh, Smith marked it about 45 metres out on an angle. And that absolutely never looked like missing, mate. So, And he would have kicked that from... Uh, from 50, I reckon. Um, so perhaps we were wrong on his on his kicking, mate. Yeah, I must admit, I, you know, being at the game live, uh, I was sitting next to my daughter and I said, oh, well, uh, this will be touched on the line, I reckon. Uh, and he, he kicked it beautifully. And, yeah, I was surprised by the distance he was able to kick the ball. Um, so that was a great goal by uh, Devin Smith. Uh, but unfortunately, it was a, there was a very quick reply through uh, Cunningham for Carlton. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, that sort of hurt because we, we seemed up and about. Um, but, you know, Laverde was playing really well on defence, uh, getting to the contest, punching, intercept marking and kicking beautifully. Uh, and Jones, you know, he was taking some big grabs um, and he ended up taking a big clunk in the forward line and kicked another goal. And look, mate, as, as much as he hasn't been uh, racking up the, uh, you know, stats in previous matches, like he was really repaying the faith in this match. Um, just great work by him. 
Yeah, a lot of contested marks. He uh, flying across the parks, and you know, his hands look really good on the day. Um, Archie Perkins, you know, I thought he had a great game. Um, just uh, lacked a little bit of polish, you know, when he had a shot for goal, but he's getting closer to getting that first goal, mate. Um, he had a couple of chances, but uh, yeah, and in hindsight, mate, you know, the one he looped over to Booker in the first, yep. that was online. Maybe Booker should have just said, oh, I'll let him have the goal. But um, I guess when he went goalless in Anzac Day, he was going to take every opportunity he had. Bloody oath, he was. Um, you know, big forwards aren't going to say no to a goal. Um, and look, you know, each one of those uh, goals Perkins missed, um, you know, each one of them would have brought the house down. Uh, he was just playing such exciting footy. Uh, unfortunately, though, you know, Carlton got the next. Uh, he had to stay in touch with us. Um, and then uh, Cox copped a huge falcon uh, after a big uh, tackle, tackle from Meredith Walsh. Um, yeah, so just really copped it. And, you know, he had a bit of a wry smile on his face after that one. Um, but again, uh, Carlton got another goal through Betts, uh, which was a big blow. Was, we really had a chance through Tipper a little bit earlier. Um, but Tipper sort of bit off more, more than he can chew. That was when he was in the pocket there. He sort of uh, sold some candy first time round, which worked, and then went to swing around, uh, but just lacked awareness that... He had a tackler on his tail. Um, yeah, and got absolutely pinged. Yeah, and I really thought that inspired Carlton uh, after that. And they really owned that last part of that quarter. Um, and, you know, after a really promising start, you know, getting out to that lead, uh, the Blues certainly owned a lot of the ball in that second half of the second quarter. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, because it's like... Cripps got a shot, he missed, but then Kerno gold, and then it was a one-point ball game. Um, yeah, Langford had a ping at the end there, uh, unfortunately missed. Um, but, yeah, that was the end of the uh, first half, and we still had a slight lead, so eight goals, 7.55 to Carlton's eight goals, 5.53. Um, so, yeah, it was an interesting contest. Yeah, I think the third quarter... We're just hoping we could uh, recover a bit, but it was again Carlton who continued their dominance uh, from that second half of the second quarter. And when they got goals through uh, McCoy and then uh, Owies uh, got his second goal, um, that was uh, was starting to look a little bit pear shaped, mate. But uh, thankfully, we were able to get a get one back for a very nice goal from Carl Hooker. Yeah, it was. It was a huge grab by Hooker after Parrish just hoofed it out of the centre. Uh, and it was a big goal and an important time. Uh, but then, you know, it's good to get that. But then Carlton, again, they just kicked another goal through Fogarty. And it just seemed like any time we uh, had a responding goal, uh, they were able to peg it right back. But then Jones took another big grab. And, you know, he was going back with a flight courageously, you know, and then obviously walked back and kicked truly. So just fantastic stuff from Jones. And you can just see, like... Yeah, for all those games, he, he didn't um, you know, rack up much of the footy. Um, he was obviously taking everything on board and he was really putting his uh, putting his stuff out there against Carlton. And then, uh, you know, Tipper sort of toe-poked the footy out of nowhere. It almost looked like uh, Jones sort of, you know, lobbed the ball up just so Tipper, like, almost like a cross from soccer, um, lobbed the ball up to Tipper's feet and he poked it through and, 
we took back the lead. Yeah, I, I'm more accustomed to like, you know, in the NFL, mate. You know where they uh, oh, pull down, pull <laughs> down for the punt, mate. But um, yeah, it was a really nice goal how he came running through, and uh, there was a lot of bodies in there. So uh, you know, from the from the game live, you could. Yeah, you just saw this eruption from the bombers at fans, and uh, you hoped that it was ours, and, and it sure was. And then uh, Perkins went on that run, mate, where he went end to end almost. And uh, yeah, as you said, he would have brought the house down if he had to kick the the next one, which uh, was unfortunately a point. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was an awesome bit of play. He actually beat Saad to win the footy, uh, then ran it up the wing with Snelling and Hooker, uh, and then took that shot and. You could just hear the crowd, you know, uh, sort of cheering it on. But, yeah, unfortunately, it missed. But, yeah, just what a play. Um, but then Carlton got another goal, which really hurt as we'd fought hard to take back the lead and they just took it straight back from us. Yeah, and Owies had now kicked three goals. So that was really disappointing when, um, you know, someone new just bobs up and starts kicking goals like that. So, you know, as the game showed that... Uh, you know, that end-to-end footy, you know, head-to-head contest where it's like uh, goal-to-goal, um, or, you know, slingshot footy. Uh, Carlton was definitely enjoying that kind of style of game. And uh, yeah, when they got another one through um, Betts. Eddie Betts, yeah, that was really starting to get concerned. And I, I was on the wing, mate, and I saw um, just prior to that, uh, Nick Cox, he, he jarred up. And I, and I must say from the... From where I was uh, sitting, I thought, oh, he's done his shoulder because he was holding his arm in this kind of awkward pose, you know, when they are trying to um, keep their arm up um, without actually letting it uh, down, so that obviously for discomfort. Um, And I just saw him jogging towards the bench. uh, and I thought, oh, no, this uh, would be shocking to lose him to a, you know, shoulder rico, you know, in his first year of footy. But, you know, thankfully... He did come back on after that. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, really disappointing to see, firstly, Nick Cox get injured and then watching Eddie Betts kick another goal. And, and I must say, Carlton was very dominant during that period. And, you know, they got a point from Harry Mackay and then he got his second goal. And, uh, yeah, things were looking very pear-shaped for the Bombers. Yeah, and that one, that one hurt as well because, yeah, just before that, like Stringer had the footy and he, he really needed to hook, hook, hooker, uh, hit hooker rather. You know, he, um, hooker was just over the top um, where Stringer was a bit, bit half forward or so. Uh, but unfortunately, he just kicked the ball a bit too low uh, and Jones for Carlton mopped it up. And yeah, with Mackay kicking that goal, like they're the ones that, that kill you. It's basically a 12-point turnaround. Um, yeah, well, and Stringer, um, as you said, mate, he had hooker if he'd gone longer over the top. But he also had uh, Tipper running free mm. on his own as well. Yep. So it was like, you know, where you got two options and you choose the middle one and, <laughs> and only favoured Carlton. So obviously it's not a deliberate attempt, but it's just a, maybe a bit of awareness, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I've, yeah, perhaps it was one of those ones where um, yeah, he spoiled for choice and he um, didn't know which one to go for. So, yeah, but yeah. Luckily, not long after, Hooker kicked an absolute ripper from the pocket. Um, yeah, he actually roved the footy and snapped it through beautifully, mate. Yeah, he gave a real big yell to the fans. Um, you know, like you could see, he's trying to inspire the team. 
probably sense that we're in a little bit of trouble. Um, but it was a, a really badly needed uh, goal for the Bombers because uh, Carlton had kind of owned the last quarter and a half. And, you know, we still went in with uh, half a chance um, going into that last. Yeah, it was, mate. I mean, you know, Carlton, Carlton were leading by 11 points, so 14 goals, 7.91 to our 12 goals, 8.80. And we were actually pretty lucky because Casbolt had a shot just before the siren, um, you know, Ridley got pinged for a jumper grab. Um, and Casbolt, you know, he kicked it straight, but kicked it shallow. So we were pretty fortunate there. But yeah, after uh, yeah, starting the fourth quarter, um, yeah, so close to a goal for Cox, but unfortunately he was taken down in the, in the goal square there. Um, but then, you know, with the ball contested in our pocket, Hooker tapped it off um, off the deck to Parrish, who kicked it high and Stringer marked and went back to goal. And that brought their lead back to four points, mate. Yeah, and it was, it was looking like it was going to be an epic finish. Uh, you know, with the ball was like, it was like not going either direction very fluidly. So it was just like, uh, you know, a bit of a holding pattern of the game where, yeah, both teams traded it behind and, Unfortunately, uh, it'd be Carlton who'd kick the next two, mate, and um, we're starting to get a little bit of worry. You know, they had that 16-point margin after goals to Fogarty and Mackay. Yeah. No, it was, uh, you know, after those goals, it was always going to be tough, tough work to get back. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I think that that goal from Mackay... Um, uh, you know, when he kicked it and then Cripps got a goal. Um, I think that took their lead out to about um, yeah, 28 points, I think it was. And for mine, that sort of put it out of reach for us. Like, I know there was still time, um, but they looked too strong. But, you know, the Bombers wanted to prove me wrong and I, I would have been uh, happy to be proven wrong. You know, Stringer kicked a nice snap with just over six minutes remaining and it was just 22 points of difference. Uh, and then Hooker, he sort of kicked an accidental goal, mate. Uh, snapped it on the left from outside 50 to square it. Uh, but it sort of did a leg break and went through. And uh, on that one, he, he should have got 50 metres, really, because he hadn't played on. Uh, you know, he, he did that fake handball, which he uh, did in an earlier game. Uh, might have been against Brisbane. Um, and he didn't leave his mark. Uh, and the... The player moved on the on the line, um, so it should have been fifty meters. But instead, he was called to play on, uh, and luckily, as he said, he snapped and it took an off break and went through the goal. So, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, Carl Hooker had kicked four goals, uh, and then we saw Harrison Jones take a nice mark. Right? And uh, I, I was hoping you'd go back and have a shot, but uh, he quickly squared up and gave it to Jake Stringer, and unfortunately, Jake uh, missed that one. But it wasn't long before the ball came down again into our forward line. It was Kyle Hooker who took the mark, rushed back to try and beat the clock to you know, give us a chance. And uh, yeah, even with that technique, he quickly he got the uh, his fifth goal, which is a really good performance. Uh, you know, on on that kind of day. Yeah, it was, and you know, honestly, mate, that was probably the first time our midfield like through merit um, actually made a, a good forward entry to our forwards. Um, because uh, it was a beautiful pass from Merritt. Um, yeah, but then, you know, Cunningham kicked another one. 
Uh, and at the final siren, Carlton took the win. Oh, no, actually, there was another goal to McCall, wasn't there? Oh, no. Uh, no, the point. Point win, but, uh, yeah. Uh, like Carlton took the win. So 19 goals, 823 to our 16 goals, 1107. Yeah, like obviously, 230 points combined. Uh, yeah, it wasn't a lot of great defensive acts um, from both teams you know, when the ball got into their forward 50. Um, I just felt that they used the ball better than us and going inside. And uh, I, was, I think we broke down defensively once the ball was turned over in the middle. Uh, and they seemed to always have a lot of space going into their forward 50. Yeah, they, they did, mate. Um, just able to use it much better. Um, one thing that has always um, sort of irked me, um, you know, particularly the last 10 years or so, is just their lack of um, ability to man up uh, all over the ground, really, but especially in the forward line. Uh, you know, time and time again, you know, Carlton has had an extra number or two, so they were able to sort of pick off who they wanted to, uh, you know, raffle the ball off to. Um, and I have to say, like, as much as I love him as a leader and um, uh, and everything like that, you know, Heppel was pretty guilty for that, um, leaving a man open. He was standing in space as if to, um, you know, uh, I suppose clog it up and not allow a forward to to run through, but unfortunately that left a man uh, empty. Uh, so um, yeah, I just it, it was a bit frustrating uh, for me watching that because Carlton were able to sort of make better use of their entries, and uh, I think that really showed with their accuracy kicking on the scoreboard. Yeah, unfortunately going down to Carlton is never fun. Uh... And uh, the Carlton fans definitely uh, let us all know who had won on the day, mate. It was, uh, <laughs> it's always horrible walking out of the ground losing to Carlton because you know you're going to get a few comments, um, and, and they certainly were flowing. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> we'd, we'd give it back if it was the other foot, mate. Uh, we would, but um, yeah, I must have missed that we were playing against you know, the, the former premiership champs from last year because uh, <laughs> the way they were carrying on, uh, I thought I was playing the Globetrotters. Uh, but uh, no, unfortunately, they were, they were um, too good on the day. And yeah, I think the best thing I took out of that game, mate, was just watching some of those young players that, you know, obviously going to be our future. Uh, you know, if, they may have died out of the game. Later in the later in the match, but uh, early uh, players like Cox, Perkins, uh, Jones, all of these young blokes are really looking really exciting. And even uh, Nick Bryan, mate, in his first game, um, I thought he looked quite good uh, going up against the really senior ruckman in uh, Pitney. Yep. Um, and obviously, he's given away a few kilos and uh, a lot of experience, uh, but. Yeah, I thought you know, around the play, especially, you know, when he got his hands on the ball, he was able to spot up kicks. Um, so it was a, that was promising as well. And, uh, kind of, you know, after last year, you know, with Draper going down, our ruck stocks look pretty, pretty bare, mate. Uh, yeah. It's nice to see some players coming through, and hopefully Draper's not too far away. But you know, you can see a future with Draper and Brian, um, you know, possibly playing in the same side. Uh, yeah, in the years to come. Absolutely, and that'll be that'll be really exciting stuff, mate. Um, because it's been a long time since we've had some uh, had some talented big men, um, particularly of with that agility. So, um, 
That was good work from the young bloke. Yeah, well, why don't we uh, have a break, mate, and we'll come back with our Don's Cast medal votes. You're listening to Don's Cast. And, mate, we do our Don's Cast medal votes. And why don't you, like always, kick us off? No worries, mate. Um, so this one was a pretty difficult one because uh, I actually thought quite a few players played fairly well. Um, so it was about you know seven or eight in the mix for mine. Uh, but in the end, uh, for one vote, I had to go with uh, young Harrison Jones. I thought uh, he played a fantastic game for us. Obviously, the three goals we popped up were, were huge, but um, bigger than that for mine, I thought, was his marking power. He took eight big grabs around the ground, like it was contested marking, uh, which was really, um, really important because it was came in important times of the, the match. Uh, and each of those goals were, you know, pretty, uh, pretty tough, really. He had to um, you know, absorb the pressure and kick truly, which he did. So um, well done to the young man. Um, racked out the 10 possess- possessions in the end. Um, and I thought it was just a great display of... Uh, yeah, the confidence and just uh, repaying that faith from the, the coaches have put in him, um, you know, because obviously he hasn't been racking up heaps of the footy. So I thought that was great work from Harrison Jones. Uh, for the two votes, um, I went for Kale Hooker. I thought, you know, while, um, you know, he wasn't overly influential in the first half particularly, um, I thought he still played his role. Uh, but when the game really headed up, he was one who stood up. Ended up kicking the five goals, um, had another shot that missed, um, but also to um, yeah, have that tap to uh, Tipper for the goal assist was excellent work. Um, and all like along with Jones, he also showed his marking power. So seven big grabs there. Actually made a couple of tackles, the big bloke, and um, yeah, ended up racking up the 15 disposals as well. So I thought he had a, a really good game hooker. Um, yeah, kept us in it at times. So two to him. Uh, three votes actually went for Archie Perkins. I thought um, he was really, uh, yeah, really strutting his stuff out there. Uh, yeah, had a couple of pings of goal. Unfortunately, wasn't able to slot one yet. But you know, when it comes, it'll be big. Um, but ended up racking up the eighteen disposals and seemed to be winning his own footy almost at well will. Um, yeah, 18 disposals, uh, had six marks, four tackles. Uh, and he was, yeah, for, for a young bloke, he actually um, has a bit of strength about him, uh, which is excellent. But, uh, yeah, the big thing for mine was the three goal assists. Um, you know, he used the, bar, the ball really smartly uh, and had three clearances as well. So, you know, he's doing the hard stuff, the defensive stuff, and, you know, getting us on the scoreboard. So I thought a great game from Archie Perkins. Uh, so three votes for him. Uh, four votes. Uh, I had to go with Laverde. I thought he was just so solid down back there. Uh, yeah, especially when really Carlton uh, did have us over a barrel at times in that forward line. Uh, he was one who really stood up, uh, particularly against Casbolt when it was up against him. I thought he uh, you know, led to the ball beautifully. He used his big, strong frame uh, to sort of stand up in, in contests. Um you know, he racked up 17 disposals in the end, took seven marks, had two tackles, uh, and actually had 348 metres gained for us. So I thought he was using his kicking power 
really well. Um, so great game from Lav um, and rewarding him accordingly. Um, but best on for mine with five votes, I had to give to Jakey Stringer. I thought, uh, you know, he kicked three goals, um, missed a couple. So to get three goals, two in the end is a uh, pretty decent effort. Uh, racked up the 18 disposals. But the big thing that was um, impressive for mine was just the way he used his sort of grunt work in the centre. I actually got five clearances away, uh, had three tackles. Um, and, you know, he used the ball to really get us going forward. You know, 456 metres gained uh, on a pretty tough night at the office. Um, I thought uh, he just, it was everywhere. Um, really important for us. Um, got all the boys up and about. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a great game from Jakey. Um, but how about yourself, mate? How did you read it? Yeah, we got similar players there, I think, mate. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, I think well, when you done your votes, then I, I just realised I think we've done the same players. So, so um, yeah, I'll give him the one vote to Jones. Uh, you know, I was most impressed with his contested marking. Um, when yeah, he does. You know, ten disposals isn't a big day at the office in terms of possession counts, but I think it was more than that. It was the way he was winning the footy, and uh, yeah, I just thought he was you know one of the uh, bright spots of the day. Two votes I gave to Archie Birkins, uh, almost similar to, in the way that he goes about his footy. Like he, he's so strong for a 19 year old kid. Uh, you know, Carlton players are much more experienced with trying to drag him to ground, and he was somehow able to you know hold his uh, hold his you know his spot and be able to you know un- unleash a d- disposal, even though it looked like he was going to be dragged down. So, um, and as you say, mate, if he if he kicks one of those uh, exciting goals, uh, yeah, he's going to really excite Bomber fans um, when he does because uh, yeah, there seems to be a special talent there and I'm really looking forward to watching him in the uh, coming you know, weeks and years uh, to, to see his massive improvement because I, I think he's going to, when he does get it, he's going to be right up uh, yeah, as one of the you know, subline talents of the team. Uh, three votes to Carl Hooker. You know, he kicked five goals, uh, you know, it's a fantastic effort. And even though the, the, it was a bit of a, you know, uh, head-to-head contest in terms of the ball swing uh, left and right, um, you know, depending on which way you were going, I thought that uh, Hooker was very good in uh, being able to make the most of his opportunities. He kicked a nice snap. And as you say, he palmed a, a ball to uh, Tip and Woody as well. So uh, he had a, had a lot to say in a number of the bomber goals. So I thought he had a really good game. Yeah, then I gave um, Stringer the four votes. I thought, yeah, he was our, our best clearance player on the day. Uh, and, yeah, he just, I always feel like he's the uh, kind of player that Essendon get inspired by. Um, yeah, he's He's a bit of a leader without being one, if you know what I mean. So I, I think uh, he does inspire the boys and uh, he did his best to try and will us across the line. Uh, as you say, kicked three goals, a couple behinds. Um, that one in the last would have been nice if he had gone back and, and got that one as well. But uh, I thought he was very good on the day. And, yeah, I did give Laverty the five and, and that was more because of all our defensive players, I, I thought he was our best defender. Um and he's giving away a lot of size, as we know, in terms of uh, height anyway. But his strength over the ball has been fantastic. And, you know, touch wood, he's staying out of injury trouble, which has always been a concern with Jaden. 
Uh, his hands are looking very good. He's taking some very strong marks. And, um, yeah, as you say, I, I think he's clearing the ball pretty well. So, um, yeah, it was a hard one because I have to give apologies. I, I thought about Nick Hind. I, I thought, yeah, he tried on the day. I was close to giving him votes. Um, you know, Tipper kicking four. Um, yeah, I just felt that he did most of his best work earlier in the match. Um, and, yeah, so there's a few players I have to give apologies to, you know. Uh, I've noticed in the coaches' votes for that game, mate, um, someone gave Andy McGrath three votes, um, which is a bit surprising because, uh, as we discussed with by the numbers, I thought he kind of, uh, you know, was you know, a bit loose with his disposal. I think he's just as can be the criticism with him. He loves to just throw it on his boot and... Um, yeah, I think that's yeah, the that's that's thing, Jane. Like he got twenty nine disposals, um, but yeah, it's just what he done with it. So yeah, yeah. You, you never know if someone just looked at the stat sheet and thought that looked alright. But in closing the the game, mate, before we go through the numbers and uh, have a quick look at the VFL, uh, yeah, there's a lot of talk about the umpiring decisions throughout the game, uh, and I think we did get yeah the rougher end of the green, even though. Carlton fans are quick to say, oh, yeah, you had more free kicks than us on the day. But as we all know, it's more where they're paid and, um, you know, the consistency of, of what they're being paid for. And I thought there was a number of holding the balls and stuff that, you know, was just let go for them. And now uh, they converted on those. So they got goals out of them. Um, and then uh, there's a lot of talk, you know, with that Crips goal, mate, in the last where he ran about 20-odd 20, 20 metres. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's... Zach Merritt was absolutely gobsmacked that uh, there was no call on there. And I think the, you know, Razor Ray, you mustn't uh, be an Essendon member, mate, I'm pretty sure, because <laughs> there's a way he can, uh, you know, Stooges, he'll definitely do it. So, yeah, no, it was, like I said, the umpiring was uh, that, but ultimately, I think it was more our disposal that let us down on the day uh, in yeah. closing about the game. Definitely, and like, yeah, that Crips one was almost reminiscent of Gallet all those years ago. Uh, if you remember that one, James. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, for mine, yes, uh, the Diggy Touchwood uh, freeze paid, mind you. I think we got a couple of soft ones as well. Um, but to me, the like the umpiring definitely didn't cost us this one. It, like we we cost ourselves. Uh, it's our finishing that really needs uh, to be worked on. We need to uh, find that up um, because until we improve that, uh, we can get all the free kicks in the world and it will matter for zip uh, if we don't use it use it well. So, yeah, I think, yeah, as, as much as it's frustrating when we don't get the holding the ball free kicks, like I remember um, Dev Smith um you know, you got Gibbons, like Gibbons tried to evade the tackle and got done, uh, nothing doing. But, you know, uh, you, know you win some, you, you lose some. Um, but, yeah, at the end of the day, if we don't use the footy well, well we're not doing ourselves any favours. Yeah, that's right. Well, um, we'll go have another break, mate. We'll quickly discuss the VFL. Uh, the boys went down to Carlton. So I'm interested to get your thoughts. I was uh, obviously at the game and uh, I know you had a... A bit of a squeeze, mate, so I'd like to get your thoughts on that. So we'll have a quick break and we'll come back with a bit of a VFL wrap.
And you're all listening to the Don's Cast. And, uh, mate, we did hear the BFL women won, which is fantastic. They've had a good season. But uh, uh, BFL guys, um, they went down uh, against Carlton after a promising start. Yeah, which is really unfortunate because the way we started, um, it's absolutely brilliant. You know, the you know, goals to uh, Ambrose, like he actually got a, a goal before the uh, – Ball had been bounced pretty much, mate. Uh, you know, someone tried to clobber him. And he was the beneficiary of a free kick. And he uh, went back and put it through. And then, yeah, not long later, you know, we got another. Uh, I think it was through Hobbs. Uh, ended up kicking five goals one for that first quarter uh, to Carlton's two goals five. Um, I guess, you know, even when you hear about a scoreline like that, you know, Carlton had more scoring shots, uh, but we were just making better use of it. Um, so definitely, uh, you know, uh, Carlton were uh, running the thick of it and using it fairly well. Um, but our guys, um, you know, were, uh, seemed to be up for the contest for sure. And, um, you know, going to the second, um, you sort of thought, what happened? Because, you know, we were playing well um, and it's like we went down the other end of the ground and uh, sort of stopped. Yeah, we actually didn't score at all for that second quarter. Uh, you know, Danny Unan, the captain, tried to uh, inspire the boys. He, he took a beautiful grab, Jane. Um, don't know if you've seen the highlights of that one, but he sort of almost uh, marked it perpendicular to the ground. Um, that was a good grab by him, but unfortunately we just weren't able to put anything on the scoreboard while Carlton, they were peppering the goals. They ended up kicking sort of five goals, seven, just for that quarter. Um so by the halftime break, they were uh, seven goals, 12 to where five goals won. Yeah, well, so that's uh, accurate kicking for us. And, you know, yeah, could have been a lot worse if uh, Carlton had been more accurate, it sounds like. Definitely, mate. Um, yeah, and the third third term was a bit more competitive, a bit more uneven keel. Um, you know, the reports from the ground, like, you know, listen to the commentary, um was that there was a bit of a swirly wind going about and definitely favouring, um, you know, one of the ground over the other. But unfortunately, we weren't able to capitalise um, with the ground, the wind to our advantage. Uh, able to get three goals one that quarter, but Carlton um, put through four goals three. And, yeah, things were looking pretty scary when they were 11 goals 15 to our eight goals two. Uh, and they didn't get any better in the last quarter where... Um, yeah, we got a couple of points, but that's it. Um, but Carlton pumped through another few goals. Um, ended up finishing 14 goals, 17, 101, 12, 8 goals, 4, 52. Um, yeah, and I guess, yeah, there were some, I suppose, good signs from some senior players. Like I thought Carl actually used the, used the ball um, like a lot better than he had been previously. He was sort of running through the, the midfield. Uh, Ambrose, um, you know, looked really strong. Uh, he's looking very lean, mate, um, by the way. So um, he's obviously been doing a, a mountain of work over the uh, um, time sort of getting over injury. Um, but really, uh, it was more of the VFL listed guys that um, uh, that led the charge. Um, the young Blake Cotto Keeney uh, just was racking the pill up at will. I ended up with 36 disposals. Um, 
you know, Atley, as he imagined, was right at the coal face, getting plenty of footy. I, I didn't think he used it too well, uh, if I'm honest with you. Um, there was a young bloke who actually uh, was using it quite well, Conforti. I thought he was um, he was pretty good. He actually kicked a goal in the match. Um, yeah, Smithson looked pretty good. Um, Dunkley at times um, looked all right, but only ended up amassing the, the 16 disposals. Uh, Tynan um, was uh, yeah playing pretty well for us down the half back. He was sort of putting him, put himself into everything. Um, I've heard he um, got a concussion, mate. That's been uh, something that's uh, kind of plagued him. Yeah, he, uh, he actually, I'm, if I'm, I'm not sure if I'm right or not, because I do remember him um, hitting his head pretty heavily after a tackle uh, down the half-back line. Uh, he actually ended up getting up and um, kicking the footy, but I sort of wonder whether that's where he sustained it, because yeah, when, he, when I, I was watching it, um, yeah, I saw his head hit the, hit the deck um, fairly solidly. Um, I'm not sure if that's where that may have come from or if he hit, hit his head a bit later. Um, but, um, yeah, which is a real shame. I, I think he's a, a pretty good VFL player, Tynan. Um, but apart from that, you know, uh, yeah, heard done some nice things every now and then. I uh, didn't get a lot of the footy. Uh, he did he seem to use it fairly well. He's actually, you know, for such a slightly built bloke, he's got a decent leg on him. Um, but I guess the, the big disappointing thing for me was... Uh, yeah, Zerk Thatcher, I think he got killed on the day uh, by Crocker. Uh, he plays for Carlton. Now, Crocker has previously been on Collingwood's list. I think he might have even been on West Coast lists for a bit or, or Frio's. I can't remember. Uh, but, um, yeah, he, he's a, he's not a bad player. Um, and he he was all over Zerk Thatcher. So that was, um, I guess, pretty disappointing for us. But, uh yeah, it's always uh, yeah disappointing to go down to Carlton, and especially in that fashion. Um, I guess other things of interest might be uh, so McBride um, played in this match. Um, he actually rucked for us basically the whole game. Um, that sort of big, uh, bigger, bigger body type. Um, I thought he yeah competed as as well as. He could really, um, but it really showed that we didn't have a, a proper ruckman uh, in the centre there. Yeah, Carlton were uh, were all over us in the middle. Um, yeah, I think uh, Tommy Cutlow has picked up an ankle injury, um, uh, so you know while he'd been having some good games uh, the previous two weeks, um, I didn't. I personally didn't think he was performing that well in, in this game. He did make a couple of big tackles, but um, unfortunately to see him go down in injury. Um, but yeah, apart from that, mate, uh, that's about all I've got to, to report from that game. And no Marty Gleeson again? Nah, no Marty Gleeson. So there must be something going on at the club. Um, you know, if, it, if, it's not a, if it's not an injury, uh, you sort of wonder whether... Uh, um, yeah, Marty's looking on the horizon, um, but uh, that's I think now three weeks he hasn't been spotted. Uh, so, and I haven't seen his name on the injury list. That's all. So that's mm-hmm. that's a strange one. Um, and then uh, obviously, I think the guys have got a about a buy next week. So, um, 
and that kind of says to me that you think David Zara has to play against GWS. Um, you know, if there's no footy again, surely we're not going to leave him three or four weeks without a full game. Yeah, well, I was sort of surprised he, um, you know, but he was held over as a sub again because, uh, you know, after two weeks of not being used, I'll oh, being used for a little bit, but certainly not, um, you're not getting full games. Uh, you'd think they want to get some run into him, but uh, look, they did keep him as a super sub or whatever they're calling him these days, but uh, yeah, it wasn't used. So um, yeah, you must be itching to get out there on the park. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah. So it's never fun when both the reserves, or I shouldn't, I should stop referring to them as the reserves, but the VFL guys and the um, and the senior listed team both lose. Um, thankfully, the ladies did us proud, and uh, you know the AFLW we got a win there. But um, unfortunately, uh, yeah, we wasn't to be for the senior listed guys or the um, or the uh, VFL. So. Yeah, a bit deflating, mate. Uh, all we can do is look forward to next week. So we'll have another break and we'll come back with our By the Numbers segment. And you're listening to Don's Cast. And as we always uh, finish up the show, we finish it up by By the Numbers. Mate, we start with Andy McGrath, like always, when he's fit and firing. And uh, well, Andy got a you know, number of possessions on the game. I think twenty nine, as you said. But I uh, just felt his disposal was pretty poor. Like it was more like whether he was under pressure or not. He uh, definitely uh, it was just bobbing the ball, which he's prone to do. And I just love him to lower the eyes a bit. You know, try and hit up targets. Uh, yeah, you know, I think this is a learning development part of his game, mate. You know, he's still a fairly young guy, and we forget that because of you know, how accomplished he is. But uh, yeah, I think he's uh, at that stage of his career now. We just got to start working on the finer points. In that, uh, we know he can win the footy. Uh, it's just you know, for him to be the most damaging player, he needs to start using it much better. Yeah, he certainly does, mate. Um, you know. It just seemed like every time we got the footy, uh, like honestly, when he got it, mate, I was thinking, oh, bugger, where, where's this going to go? Um, and it is a shame because he he does have good running patterns. Um, you know, he's uh, he knows how to find the footy. That's that's no worries. And his effort is definitely there. I would never question the effort of Andy McGrath um, because, look, to rack up 29 disposals, uh, five tackles, six clearances, uh, that's pretty huge, and 713 meters gained. Like normally, you like if you're looking just at the stat sheet, you're like Jesus, he dominated. Um, but nah, it was where those those balls were going. They were straight up and unders, or you know, at times straight to Carlton players, um, which really hurt us. Um, so um, yeah, like if I have to be completely honest, as much as the effort was there, I thought it was a, a pretty pretty poor game from McGrath. Um, uh, like it, and it gives me no pleasure to say at all. I, I think he's a great player, but um, those ones really hurt us. How about yourself, mate? How do you see it? Yeah, well, again, look, you look at the stat sheet, and if you went purely on stats, he had the most meters gained at the game, like 713 meters, which is uh, you know, yeah, a huge number 
but unfortunately, that was just those really long bomb kicks that he, you know, is prone to do. And, uh, you know, they didn't have any substance about them. Uh, obviously, the coaches saw it differently, mate, because he got three votes from one of the coaches. Uh, so he, he obviously is doing something that the coaches like. Uh, I guess as supporters, maybe we are, you know, more focused on the delivery of each possession in terms of, you know, and that kind of sticks in our mind if we see it over and over again. But, um, yeah, look, it, you know, I'm, I'm no, uh, no way, shape or form uh, doubting that he's a good player, but I just think uh, he's at that last couple of games, especially his disposal's been off and um, just hope that he's working on that part of his game because, um, you know, I still think he's an elite talent and, uh, you know, I think he, he can get through this. Um, yeah, you'll be a better player for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Darcy Parrish, he started the game a bit fumbly, mate. I, I was watching him, uh, you know, especially when those centre clearances. And uh, th- something that we don't see from him very often is the, the double grab uh, when, when he's trying to pick it up. He's usually mm. so good below his knees. But, um, yeah, I found he, on the day, he just was, uh, you know, double grabbing a bit. Yeah. Some of his kicks weren't as damaging. Like, I know his kicking probably an area he could improve overall, but, yeah, it kind of stood out on the day. And, you know, he, he's a good clearance player, but, yeah, you know, I just didn't think he had the impact that, um, you know, he's capable of. No, I fully agree with that, James. Um, he's another example of, like, you look on the stat sheet and he looks like a superstar on the game. Um, look, Bolly, I think he had a, a solid game. Um, certainly got his hand on the footy plenty of times. Uh, made seven tackles, six clearances, two goal assists. Um, you know, and 507 metres gained. You'd think, geez, what a what a good game he's had. Um, but overall, it was just that use of the footy um, that sort of hurt us because you know he'd kick it and it'd usually get mopped up, mopped up by a Carlton player, or certainly not to our advantage uh, most of the time. Um, you know, I, I don't think he had a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. Again, I think it was solid, uh, but certainly, um, uh, you know, I guess that's the that's the sort of knock on him. He'll have a, a really good game, uh, but can he do it consistently? Um, I think he's definitely there in terms of uh, you know his, his fitness and, and his ability to to back it up, uh, but it's just that execution for mine which is a bit lacking. So, um, you know, I've got no worries about Darcy Parish. Um, like he's a real warrior, so. Uh, I'm sure you'll improve from that, but I couldn't say he had anything more than a solid game on the night. And uh, he did have seven tackles, so uh, he defensively he was working hard to try and stifle his opposition. Uh, so it wasn't like it was all... He's not a flat-track bully in that when he's up, he's playing brilliantly and not prepared to do the hard work uh, when, he, when it goes against him. But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't as damaging, obviously, as the week before, but that was a very high standard against Collingwood. So, um, yeah, I think he'll be better this week coming. Um, a player that I've got to say I've been concerned with this year is uh, Kyle Langford. And again, mate, he had one, another one of those games where you know, I'm not exactly sure what he provided. Yeah, that's, I think that's a fair call. I think, you know, both of us, Jane, we've sort of noted that he's had some almost games, like, you know, almost looked all right. Um, but, yeah, I think you know, six, seven games into the season, um, he really needs to start putting up performances now uh, if you're going to be a sort of best 22 player. Um, 
because for mine, yes, he was finding enough of the, the ball, um, had a shot on goal, got the 19 disposals, uh, five marks, three tackles. Um, great, but uh, he didn't really do much with it when he did have the footy, um, which, you know, we know he's absolutely capable of, um, you know, playing some really good football. So, um, you know, I guess this is one of those things where, you know, footy's all behind the, all between the years because he, uh, you know, he's got the body for it. Uh, he's had a ripping preseason by all accounts, uh, but just doesn't seem to be able to be putting his um, best uh, efforts out there um, on the park. And look, mate, if I'm 100% honest, um, you know, he's got the body for it, but we can't continue to, um, you know, I suppose, carry players if uh, they're not, uh, you know, in the like playing in the best interest of the team in terms of um, you know providing what we need from them in their role. Uh, I know it's probably it's a bit harsh for me to say as an armchair critic, mate, but um, I just don't think he's um, you know performing the role that we need of him. Yeah, that's right. We definitely need more out of Kyle, and uh, yeah, I'm sure it's not due to effort. It's more about you know um, it's almost like his mojo is not on, mate. He just can't. Um, you know, sustained uh, being involved in the contest. And um, you know, he's having a lot of periods during games where you just don't see him. And, um, you know, someone that height, uh, he could be more influential, or more influential, uh, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I, I think also, like, I think it's almost time to give him a bit more time up forward, um, you know, in that resting half forward role because... Yeah, you know, I think we've just got too many of the same kind of player at the moment. Like uh, we've got you know, three blokes, you know, almost under 180 centimetres in Dev Smith, Will Snelling, uh, Tim Woody. So I think, uh, yeah, I think Kyle Langford, maybe uh, to try and rejuvenate him, try and get him into the forward line and make him a bit more of an option because uh, I know we've got Harrison Jones, Peter Wright and Hooker and that for height and, but uh, I just think uh, when Stringer goes on ball, I'd like to see um, you know, Kyle Langford uh, taking up in that half-forward line uh, just to maybe get him into the contest because generally he can be a, not quite a good uh, set shot at goal, mate. So uh, we need something to re, re, reunite him to get into the games. Yeah, not a bad call. Dev Smith, mate. Yeah, well, Dev Smith, mate, he... Um, his tackle numbers are up in the last couple of weeks. He's he got another ten tackles on uh, Sunday, but again, um, he's still getting those low, you know, teen or you know, he got twelve disposals on the game. So he's not getting a whole heap of the footy himself. But his you know defensive pressures are good. But uh, yeah, he just kicked that nice goal that we talked about earlier, mate. But yeah, I, I just think, uh, especially in the second half, we didn't really see him with the ball in hand very often. No, we didn't. But, I mean, for mine, uh, you know, I guess if you're going to make an impact on the game, you have to have a point of difference. And for me, um, his point of difference is his, his effort and his pressure around the footy. And certainly um, to late term tackles, um, you know, there were parts of the game where um, his tenacity really rushed some of the uh, possessions of, of Carlton. Um, you know, not only did he kick a goal, but he got two goal assists. And I think... Uh, yeah, for a, playing a forward pocket role, um, which he is right now, um, I, I think he's he's played a solid game. Um, yeah, obviously we'd, we'd love more from him, but um, I think it's pretty hard 
when um, our midfield was getting beaten, um, you know, pretty soundly for mine by by Carlton. Um, to sort of expect uh, Dev Smith to um, produce much more uh, than that. Um, I still don't think his body's 100% right, um, but certainly, um, you know, I, I think he, he played a solid game for mine. Yeah, definitely his defensive pressure was very good. Uh, you know, if he was on the role of watching Sardi, you know, and... I think he yeah, did have a little bit of that. I think that's the area where he's getting burned off. He obviously can't go mm. with Saad yeah. once Saad decided to break forward. Um, and obviously he doesn't have the same pace, so you've got to give him an out there. But, um, yeah, someone was on Saad and someone let him off the chain. Um, maybe that was an erring of the coaching. Uh, you know, Maybe we, we needed to try something different there because uh, every time they got... Like Assad is a is a good long kick of the football, uh, penetrating kick. So uh, unfortunately, especially on the day, every time he touched the ball, it seemed to be, you know, clearing us and you know going up their end. So um, yeah, like Dev Smith, uh, ten tackles again is a is a really good effort. Uh, you know, Zach Merritt. I, you know, I thought, you know, if you look, again, you look at the stats, they look great. 25 disposals, 16 kicks, nine handballs, uh, seven tackles. Uh, you know, so, again, it wasn't a, a, a bad game by, uh, by Zach Merritt, but I just didn't think he was as influential and, uh, you know, couldn't uh, have enough space to use the ball as, as good as he could usually. Yeah, see, so it's funny how everyone sees the game differently. Like, I, I nearly gave him votes because uh, I thought he was using the, the ball fairly well, certainly the best out of out of our midfielders. Um, but, yeah, he just, uh, yeah, I guess because Carlton's midfield were on top most of the game, um, he just wasn't able to have uh, that, like, as big of an influence as we know he's capable of. Um, you know, and I guess for mine, one of the things that stand out is, like, of, you know, 25 disposals, 16 kicks, um, all great, but... You know, all that amounts to you know no goals or anything from himself, and only the one goal assist. And I think um, he is certainly a guy that's capable of delivering it down the throat of our forwards uh, to get multiple opportunities of goal, um, but wasn't able to do that on the night. So look, I'd, I'd say a, a pretty solid game from from Zach, but um, no, just wasn't uh, wasn't his greatest performance uh, on the night. And like I think the other thing that hurt him was like Kerno, who can be a player that can run off his man. Um, you know, when you see Kerno kick a goal and you know uh, be that link player for Carlton, uh, that that hurts you. You don't expect Zach to be uh, too mindful of uh, Kerno, but that's where it hurts you on the other end. If you can't be damaging with the footy yourself, and then the person assigned to you is adding uh, some scoreboard pressure. It hurts a bit. So, um, yeah, I think, again, Zach's had a pretty good season. Let's uh, be honest. He's you know, been probably our best performed player to this point. But, um, yeah, I think uh, he, he'll be better for the run uh, and hopefully he has a bit more space next week against the Giants. Uh, yeah, we had um, David Zarakis again as the sub. Uh, obviously, he didn't get on. Mate, but he is listed with another game to his uh, career tally. 
So um, it never got used. So we can't really discuss too much about David. Only to say that I think he has to play next week. Uh, there's no games in twos. And, uh, you know, I, I think someone like Braden Ham could uh, make way in and we'll give David a run. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, probably not a bad call, mate. I thought uh, Ham, yeah, unfortunately, didn't really give us much in the night. So he's probably one likely to miss out. Um, you know, Snelling, at least, you know, he has had um, some some decent games for us. Um, so, yeah, one of them, something has to give. Um, and potentially Zaharakis gets a crack, but I guess we'll find out at the selection table. Yeah. Now, Nick Cox, so I thought he started the game, you know, he was in a lot of contests, you know, he showed his marking, um, you know, well, he showed some, a couple of nice marks and, uh, you know, even he's, he's a smart player, mate. A couple of times he had, you know, players tackling to ground, but he's able to get throw the ball on his boot um, so he doesn't get holding the ball. Um, but as I said, I was a bit concerned. I thought he went down with that injury. Uh, I thought he'd really done damage to that shoulder, especially how he's holding his arm. And uh, I was like, oh, no. And I was looking across, uh, seeing if David Zarakis was warming up. And I was pleased to see that not long after, uh, Nick Cox joined the ground again. So, um, you know, that was pleasing that he avoided injury. But I did think he, he looked a bit tired in that second half, mate. He seemed to, um, you, know, you know, and let's face it, he, he's played, what, seven games of senior footy in a row. So uh, I hope they keep playing him. I don't want him to be arrested, but he did look a bit tired in that second half. Yeah, he did. I noticed on the match report, mate, he's, he's noted as having a shoulder injury. Um, so, yeah, hopefully it's um, nothing major. Um, yeah, maybe just rest him up for a week or so. Um, but uh, certainly we saw, like, in that first half, he looked really up and about. Now, in that second half, um, yeah, he seemed to... Um, yeah, almost go out of the game a bit. Um, so let's hope he uh, is able to play against the Giants. But yeah, probably wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if he had a break now and then uh, yeah, gets gets back up and at him. Um, yeah, following a week or so after that. But um, yeah, like until that point, like as I said in that first half, um, yeah, he was taking some big grabs. Um, uh, well, took three. Um, I'm pretty sure that was. Other in the, he took at least two in that first quarter. There, there were big marks and laid a couple of tackles. Had three clearances actually. So um, I just thought some of the way he, he moved, like he he does look like a bit more of a midfielder in in terms of um, he's he's really good below the below the knees, which for a bloke over two hundred centimeters tall is pretty astounding. Um, but ended up with the fourteen disposals all up. Um, it seemed to go out of the game in that second half, as I said, but uh, yeah, I think it's a solid game from him. More more development, but I guess we'll see how he pulls up after this one. Yeah, and, uh, interesting to see Jake Stringer's comments uh, in the Herald Sun this afternoon, mate. He said that uh, he thinks that um, Nick Cox reminds him a lot of the Bont. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's a big, big call. <laughs> it is a big call, but... Um, and he did say he didn't want to put too much pressure on him. So, yeah, why not drop that comment? Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I think uh, with, with that, like, you know, Jake Stringer was there when the Bond ended the Bulldogs. And if he's making comments like that, uh, 
he's obviously seen something in Nick Cox that he thinks will be, you know, uh, going to hold up in the long term. So uh, I think the future is really bright with uh, Nick and, um, yeah, let's hope he's avoided any serious injury and, and can get up for next week. Jordan Ridley returned, mate. And, uh, yeah, I thought he looked like he'd missed a lot of football. You know, he's really missed the, the whole game against Brisbane. Um, and and he's despite, he actually uh, it was a good uh, spoiling player. Like he had a lot of a number of um, contests where he you know, won the ball with the fist, but just uh, probably didn't get as much opportunity with the ball as he usually does. So, um, yeah, I thought he was finding his feet after missing the last well, nearly two weeks of footy. Yeah, definitely. But I think also, you know, the, the matchups um, didn't help him. I mean, at times he was he was playing on um, uh, Mackay, um, you know, others against Casbolt. Um, yeah. And they're, they're huge guys. Uh, they're both really good barks of the footy. Um, and I think they're a totally different prospect to, um, you know, generally that sort of second or third um, forward that he usually met up on. Um, so... Uh, it was a pretty rough, rough welcome back um, to him to the to the level, but um, look, uh, yeah, I think he played solid. Um, you know, took five marks in the end, um, eighteen disposals, three hundred and fifty odd metres gained. Actually, played hundred percent of game time, mate. So the poor bastard didn't even get a rest. But um, no, I, um, you know, you'd never. Oh, I don't reckon we'll ever see a bad game from Jordan Ridley. Um, so it was good. Good solid effort from him, but uh, unfortunately, just uh, yeah, Carlton's forward line just operated better on the night, which makes it hard for a defender. Yeah, well, player that I gave best on and you gave second best on, mate, was um, Shade Laverde. And uh, yeah, I just thought he stood up the most in our back line on the day. Uh, you know, he's very good with his hands and uh, was pretty reliable down there. And, uh, yeah, I reckon he's having a great season. Absolutely, he is, mate. Um, you know, and, and good on him um, because, you know, for a bloke who, you know, honestly, because of his um, yeah, checkered history with uh, with injuries and uh, not able to put put these put his form on the park um, when he's had the opportunity at AFL level, um, this is a bloke who's continued to work hard. Um, he's been given a role in defence and he's making the absolute most of it. And I think he's uh, playing really well on this game. Um, yeah, he was definitely our most solid defender. Um, and that's a massive, uh, massive props to Lav and the coaching staff for, for getting him up and about. So great work, Lav, and uh, looking forward to much more to come. Uh, young player, Archie Perkins, uh, he really did whet our appetite to see more. Um, and I think he's going to be... As I said previously, a really good player in the years to come. But, yeah, I was really impressed with his strength over the ball and you know, the ability to stay in a contest uh, despite, you know, bigger bodies around him. And uh, Yeah, mate, I thought that was his best game for the club for sure. And uh, we both gave him votes. Uh, mate, best game for the club so far. Um, you know, this bloke, um, he's... <laughs> He's got star written all over him. Um, loves the the pressure. Um, loves the contested footy, um, and yeah, he's he's pretty strong over the ball. And he uh, he'll he'll push blokes out of the way and um, just shows like real confidence that he's like, no, nah, I belong at this level. And um, not only that, I'm gonna you know, <laughs> bloody um, you know star at it. So 
Um, just fantastic to see from the young bloke. I'm looking forward to when he drills a goal, mate, because uh, he will absolutely lift the roof. Yeah, and um, in comments, again, from Jake Stringer, um, he said that Archie Perkins is one of the most rawest players he's seen, but he's got something special about him. So, um, again, it's good to hear Jake Stringer. You hope like people like Zach Merritt are watching this and seeing the potential in these guys, and it's exciting them, and hopefully they want to be around um, as part of you know, Essendon's future because I think... You know, if you can convince players like Merritt and, and Stringer that we're worth staying around for because there's some cream coming through, um, yeah, I think that will be you know, exciting for us to start seeing some of these senior players start committing to the Bombers uh, on the back of, you know, these young players providing excitement. Absolutely, mate. James Stewart, um, obviously his first game for the season, uh, you know, picked up that hamstring injury uh, in the preseason and, they brought him straight in to play in Harry Mackay. And I thought in the first, early in the first uh, half, mate, he'd done his job. You know, Mackay, I think, only kicked the goal and um, he was finding his feet. But yeah, the second half kind of showed, um, you know, obviously the ball delivery in the inside 50 didn't help James Stewart. But yeah, he looks short of a gallop. And um, yeah, I think he'll hold his spot because I think it's a bit harsh to expect too much out of him in his first game back. But yeah, he looked like he needed a run, mate, before he came in. Yeah, he did, but I think uh, through lack of options, um, you know, we, we needed that big body in there. As you say, he worked all right in that first half, but um, yeah, just lost his legs uh, towards the end. Um, you know, obviously not his uh, not his greatest game, but I've got no worries about James Stewart. I mean, we've seen what he's capable of, um, and certainly when he's fitting up and about, uh, I think he'll be really, really solid for us. Um, but it was just a, a very tough um, ask for him first First up to say, oh, would you mind playing on a bloke who kicked eight goals uh, not long ago? Um, so, yeah, uh, you can't say, like, yeah, not a great game from Stuart, but uh, certainly better for the run. And Nick Hind, I nearly found a vote for him, mate. Um, I thought, again, he, he's been a really good pickup for us and I would have loved for him to... Have, uh, yeah, had that uh, another meter on that kick where he went for goal, um, yeah, where it was touched on the line. But I think he's been a really great find for us down there and on the back line, and uh, is providing us run. And again, um, those jumper punches he copped from uh, McGovern, mate. Uh, when you watch the replay of that, have a look at those. Uh, probably lucky McGovern's got a. Um, Got a hamstring injury because uh, you know if the AFL spared income, you, you would get rubbed out. But yeah, pretty rough stuff. Um, yeah, don't like to see it, but uh, you know I guess it is what it is. Um, and certainly Hind, he wasn't backing down from the fight. Um, yeah, I really like his his gumption, Nick Hind. Um, he doesn't back down from a contest. Uh, yeah, it's certainly he was one that I I uh, strongly considered to to give a vote to. Um, thought he had a really solid game. Um, yeah, it would have been great if he if he got that goal. Unfortunately, it was touched on the line. But um, yeah, his twenty one disposals, he used the footy well, um, had five marks, um, um, you know, and three tackles, uh, two clearances, and a goal assist. So uh, for a defender, I reckon that's pretty good effort, and um, he's just been a great pickup for us all this year. 
Peter Wright, mate, I, again, I didn't think he did a lot on the day. Uh, yeah, his disposals uh, just surprised me. Yeah, he had 15 disposals for a big man um, and four tackles. But uh, yeah, he missed that shot at goal. And, yeah, I just thought he was the player that uh, could have provided more and we really didn't get a lot out of him on the day. Uh, we, we didn't, which was disappointing um, because I, I sort of hoped he sort of turned a bit of a corner after his great performance on Anzac Day. Um, look, he got involved a little bit, um, you know, taking a couple of crabs, but um, he's very much a, a confidence player, isn't he? Uh, you know, when he took that mark in the first quarter and had a shot at goal, you, you sort of wonder if he'd slotted that, would, he, would his game have been... Yeah, completely different, like a bit of a sliding doors moment. But because he missed, I wonder if he sort of dropped his head a bit. Uh, I guess these are the questions we'll never, never know the answers to. But uh, look, did take five marks, had four tackles, uh, nine hit outs, two clearances and a goal assist. So um, certainly uh, from an output perspective, um, he wasn't 100% out of the game, but certainly um, you know, didn't really help us to get back in it when, when we really needed someone to stand up. Um, but, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, you sort of have to look at it. Our, our midfielders, midfielders were getting beaten. Um, you know, Carlton have some class big men. Um, so I think they're a totally different prospect to what Collingwood presented. Um, you know, although while they've got some good tools, um, they don't have the, the dearth that, uh, that Carlton had. Um, so look, not a great game from Peter Wright, but uh, yeah, I reckon he'll, he'll be able to turn it around. Uh, but I guess the, the problem for him is if he doesn't perform uh, and we get Draper back, um, yeah, I, I dare say uh, he'll find himself on the edge of that 22 because um, you know Nick Bryan presented himself pretty well, uh, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, now, mate, Dyson Heppel, the captain. Uh... Yeah, his disposal really let us down at times. Uh, he did a couple of nice things, mate. There was a contested possession he won early in the game um, where he kind of spun around and, you know, looked strong over the footy to do so. But, um, yeah, his disposal really hurt us at times. And, um, yeah, we need more from the captain in, in terms of that, I thought. And, um, yeah, I'm just not sure where we're going to get the best out of him because, um like his lack of pace, it's hard for him to play on a small defender. Sorry, small attack a player. Um, and yeah, I just think that if he can't use the ball uh, any better, yeah, you turn the ball over on that deep fifty, it's always uh, dangerous because the ball just kept coming back over the over his head after the after disposal was either shanked or that. But like, and I don't want to be seen as being too harsh on the on the captain. I, yeah, he wasn't by no means our worst player, but yeah, I guess we expect a little bit more from Dyson. And uh, yeah, I thought he his disposal really stood out on the day of being quite poor. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, he's not the only one, um, but certainly, um, yeah, it's it's that double edged sword as a captain. Um, yeah, they talk about the captain's goal and how important that is, uh, but when when it is the captain uh, sort of coughing the footy up. Um, it does hurt um, and certainly you know when he um, like those moments where he just seemed to be floating in, in space and not 
taking a man, um, it hurt our structure. Um, so I, I guess it's one of those things where, you know, we look at him as an experienced player, like a really good player. Uh, we know what he's capable of. Um, so when, I guess when you're not playing at that level, it's easier for us to say, oh, you know, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z? Obviously, he hasn't played footy for for a while. Yes, he's coming back, but I still think he needs to find that pace of the game, particularly as he was playing in the midfield and now he's uh, found himself down back in what is an unexperienced um, defensive line. So, look, there's um, plenty of reasons where... Um, you know, you imagine if uh, if we had Hurley, Hooker, um, and then Heppel down there, uh, you know, with Francis and all the rest of it, you know, he probably doesn't look so bad. But because we are so inexperienced down defence, I think he, the spotlight really does get shot on him. And, and certainly when he used the footy like that, um, yeah, did did hurt us. Um, so look, he'll get better. He's a he's a proud man. Um, he's a good footy player, uh, but certainly on the night, he just didn't do us any favours. And I think, like, structurally, we really broke down as a defensive group. And, again, that's your captain down there trying to coordinate that. And so many times Carlton got out the back and they had just so much space. So uh, even, like, as a captain, really demanding that players hold their structures. Because um, I'm sure that it's not designed to be like that, you know, where um, we go flooding forward and if the ball turns over... Um, you, you left, you know, for a, basically an easy goal. Like that was stuff that you saw during the Matthew Knights era, mate. And, um, you know, where we were just gun ho forward. And then if it got turned over, it was scored against. And, um, yeah, so I think Dyson needs to take more control of demanding from his players, let's set up structurally, let's not leave ourselves open when the ball gets turned over because uh, we're not the most elite team of our disposal and we will turn the ball over. So we need to be set up to defend when that happens. So, um, yeah, I think for um, the captain, uh, we need to get Dyson to you know, take that ownership of that back half and just say, right, guys, this is what we're going to do um, and let's not leave ourselves open for when the ball gets turned over. Um, Harrison James, mate, we both gave him his first votes, I believe, and... Yeah, he, he looked promising. He had his best day um, kicking three goals. And I thought, uh, yeah, he, he was a real shining light. Uh, took a lot, number of contested marks and uh, gave us a glimpse, mate. And once he gets a bit more kilos on that frame, uh, he could be a real dangerous player in the years to come. Absolutely, mate. It was a ripper game from him. Uh, big, strong grabs, you know, straight kicking. Just a beautiful display to see. Um, so, yeah. Great game from Harry Jones. I'm looking forward to uh, many more of those, mate. Yeah, Nick Bryan, uh, first game. Uh, I thought he, again, um, was exciting at times. Uh, he's going up a big-bodied uh, Ruckman in, in Pitney. Uh, so uh, and Pitney was definitely uh, trying to bully him around. Like, he certainly saw Pitney trying to intimidate him physically. But yeah, I thought around the ground when he got his hands on the ball, he used the ball well. Uh, you know, uh, setting up players and, uh, you know, he had the 19 hitouts, which um, against a, a big body Druckmann is, is a fair effort. Uh, showed a, a nice leap on him, mate. So, um, and he's only 19. He was one of the youngest players drafted when he was um, taken by Essendon. Uh, so uh, he's you know, 19 years of age. 
uh, you know, he could be a really exciting talent. Absolutely, mate. Um, I thought it was a fantastic game from the young bloke. And he actually used the footy pretty well. Um, and you could see even the um, like players would deliver the footy to him because they obviously had trust in his ability to use the footy, which uh, isn't a uh, usually a strong suit with the big man, mate. Um, you know, ended up having the 12 disposals, uh, you know, three big marks, uh, three tackles, 19 hit outs, uh, but four clearances I thought was uh, fantastic to see. Um, yeah, for a 19 year old, he's very solidly built. Uh, he's obviously done a mountain of work over the last couple of years at Bomberland. Um, and all that out of just, you know, sort of 60% of game time. So, uh, I thought a really solid game against, um, you know, Pitney, who, yeah, I, I honestly think, you know, while Pitney, Pitney might have, um, won overall, I thought he acquitted himself really well and was very, uh, you know, uh, you know, enthused to see such a good performance for his first game. Yeah, and when you think about it, mate, um, if he comes against Shane Mumford, uh, you'd be giving away a number of kilos. So um, I guess the decision will have to be made, like if Phillips is okay to go, uh, bearing in mind you're playing against Mummy, um, that'll be interesting because like on form, you would think Brian would get another game for sure. But, um, yeah, I, I wonder if the club's concerned about, you know, the physicality of Mumford going against the in effect, almost like a first-year player because obviously last year he you know, never got a look at it and um, it was COVID year. So I'd be very interested to see how the club um, you know, sees this one. Because um, on form, it would be harsh to drop him because I thought he you know, showed a lot of a lot of nice things and you know, he certainly didn't let us down in any way that he uh, played. But um, yeah, will the club preserve him? Yeah. Going against the big body like uh, Mumford, particularly oh, if Phillips is ready. Yeah, I think that's the thing, mate. Um, as good as he played, um, yeah, you don't want to um, you know, risk him getting absolutely rolled by Mumford, who doesn't mind chucking his big frame around. No, that's right. Um, Jake Stringer, uh, yeah, we both gave him you know, high votes. Uh, you gave him best time, mate, and when he's second best, I, yeah, I thought uh, you know, he did really well in the clearances. Um, he used the ball well, particularly early. Um, you know, we talked about that one where he um, made the wrong call going to you – know, he had hooker and tipper and he picked the middle point, middle option and turned the ball over. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Jake had a really good day. Um, and, like, you know, I think he was a bit unlucky. I think the umpires certainly weren't helping him out on the day. I think there's a number of times where he should have received free kicks. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't – it wasn't awarded any of those. So, um, yeah, but a, a pretty good day. Yeah, he did, mate. Uh, three goals, um, two points. Um, but it was just the way that he just demanded the footy uh, and won it from the contest. I thought he was uh, really influential in the middle. Um, and certainly with, with Carlton, uh, generally, um, you know, more or less bullying us um, in the centre there. I thought he was one that really held his own. Um I thought he was really influential, so I thought it was a great game from Jake. Yeah, Kyle Hooker uh, continued his race for the Coleman, mate, um, kicking five goals. And, uh, you, know, you know, didn't get a goal last week against the Pies, but you know, he kicked the five, set up one for Tipper. And, uh, yeah, I thought he um, was really surprised up there. You know, we've seen him play forward um, in 2017 and he did quite a good job there. Uh, but... Yeah, I thought he 
really was good up forward. Gave us a strong marking option um, and, and even kicked some nice snaps, mate. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, like, he's just um, he's a heart and soul player, hooker. Um, you know, he could be you know, absolutely sped, um, sort of legless, but he'd still find a way to, uh, to make the contest. And I thought he um, yeah, battled really well all night. Um, yeah, to kick the five goals, um, have a goal assist, um, and take those seven grabs uh, was just fantastic. And uh, right to the death, he was still uh, willing for us to to get a win, charging back to um, slot another goal and try to keep us in it, but uh, wasn't to be. But I thought it was a, a great game from Hooker. Um, and as you say, mate, uh, yeah, he's, he's doing pretty well uh, with his kicking. Um, so. Yeah, I think he might have already kicked more than uh, Tipper did for, for last year. But, um, uh, nah, he's having a good season up there. Yeah, well, Tipper kicked 19 last year, I think, mate. So, that is a good effort. Um, I think he's kicked, is he up to 20? Uh, he's past 20, I do. I think he's, uh, he might have the numbers there for me, mate. But I know he's kicked, uh, yeah, I think he's about third or fourth on the goal kicking uh, overall. So, that's pretty good for a... A person that probably thought he was going to play backline this year before Michael Hurley's injury. So, uh, you know, I thought when you look at that, uh, he's been relied on, and he's got a young forward uh, line. You know, when you think of Jones and you know Peter Wright coming in, and uh, you know we didn't have Stringer early, so uh, he's held up the fort. Uh, do you have that mar? Do you have that um, totally yet, mate? Oh, buddy, rubbish, buddy. Yeah, trying to trying to find all this stuff, but um, <laughs> no, he's uh, he's just um, he just finds a way to uh, to get to the footy and um, oh, just just loving his work um, so far. Um, no, nah, absolutely rubbish. I'll get back to you later, mate. Okay, no problems at all. Um, uh, Mason Redmond, I thought he was quiet for the game. Uh, you know, he had the ten disposals. Seven kicks, three handballs. Uh, another one that I thought we could get a bit more out of on the day, and he just wasn't able to, you know, uh, have the same kind of uh, oh, impact on the game, I believe. And uh, yeah, it looked a little bit out of place at times. Yeah, I'd agree, mate. Um, sort of funny, like, because every now and then you'll, you'll have these good performances and then almost sort of go back into his shell. Um, so it's a bit of a shame because I think, um, yeah, he's he's one I do have big wraps on. I think he's a real player um, when he's up and about. So, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's a confidence thing, whether it's a matchup thing, whether it's a, a, a game sense um, kind of thing. But, um, yeah, certainly he's, he's capable of, of more than that. And, yeah, I actually wouldn't mind him, um, like, seeing him play on a wing, Um might help him get involved in the game more um, because, you know, I don't think he's good at playing against small forwards. Um, equally, I don't think he's good at playing against those taller forwards. And, um, you know, certainly Carlton's forward line is made up of those taller or short types. Um, so perhaps it was a matchup thing, just didn't work for him on the day. But, look, I'd have to say it's an average game for him. Um, but, you know, we all know he's, uh, he's capable of much more than that. Yeah, and I just uh, I've found the Coleman Medal 
leaderboard, mate. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, Kyle Hooker's third on the goal for him. Uh, so Taylor Walker's in front with 27. Harry Mackay with 26. And third, Kyle Hooker with 21. So that's a very good effort. Uh, you know, the, the way that... And, and it's not like we've been dominating games where he's getting a heap of opportunities. So, mm. uh, you know, I think that's a great effort. And yeah, let's hope Kale continues his charge for the Coleman. <laughs> Absolutely, um, yeah, so then you've got your next player, which is a bit of a gap in, in names, mate, but we go up to Braden Ham. Um, and I just found he was yeah, pretty inoffensive uh, on the game. Uh, he just get a lot of the ball and, uh, when he did, it was, again, those long kicks to no one. And, yeah, he might need a spell, I think. I, that's where I'm at with him. I, I, you know, he's, he's provided some uh, run, that's for sure. But, you know, I just think that uh, coming against uh, the GWS, uh, you know, I'd, I'd definitely have a look at David Zarakis and, uh, and get him in the game. Yeah, it might not be a bit like a bad call. Um, I guess the big thing is, um, you know, we need to set expectations that you can't, keep, uh, I guess, not performing to the level required um, and still remain in our 22. Uh, not with the development we've got now um, coming through. We need that competition for spots. Um, so, look, I would have loved to see Ham um, yeah, put out more of a um, uh, an effort, like in terms of his contest work. That's still where he's lacking. Um, I've got no doubt that his tracking numbers were, were great. He was, would have been running all game, I'm sure. Um but, I mean, when you don't have much of the footy, like he only got the 11 disposals, he only had the one tackle to his name. And, and certainly if you're not getting the footy, um, yeah, you need to be press, pressuring and tackling the opposition. And I don't think he did enough of that. Um, and certainly when he used the footy, uh, he didn't use it to, to best effect. So I, I think he had a pretty poor game for mine. Yeah. It's more he just can't hold a tackle, mate. Um, you know, you see it. It's, it's right in front of your eyes when you're watching the contest. Uh you know, he, he tries hard. As, again, as if it's never a question. It's just, you know, when you can't lay a tackle in today's footy because it's played, you know, at a breakneck speed, it really does hurt you. And, uh, yeah, so I just think he needs a, a bit of a run um, and, and maybe a rest for next week and and uh, we'll see him in future games. But uh, I think with Braden, um, yeah, I, I just didn't think it was one of his better games. And, by rights, uh, you should have to play well to uh, hold your spot. I think that's the standard Essen have to get to. And that leads us to our next player, Matt Guelphie, mate. Guelphie's effort will never be questioned again. He's another player that, um, you know, he tries his, his hardest. He, he probably lacks polish. Um, you know, he can, his kicking's not always the most, uh, you know, he's not the greatest hit-up player. Um and I just think, again, his effort's always there. But, uh, again, he was pretty uh, – he wasn't really effective on the day. No, he wasn't. Again, he's sort of part of this makeshift make, uh, makeshift sort of defensive lineup that I don't think worked particularly well. Uh, but we really had a lack of options uh, down there. Um, I fully concur with that, mate. Like, he's – like I actually love him from a um, an effort point of view. You know, you you're always going to get 100% effort from Matt Guelphie. Um He never lowers his colours in that um, in that way. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, just his use of the footy um, is a bit wanting at times. Um, and um, yeah, I guess it's the the execution of, of skills. Um, 
because really for a player like him, like he throws himself at every contest, but um, you know, if you're not using the, the ball well, um, he didn't rack up that many tackles either. Only the two on the night only had the one clearance and um, look, it is, it is a harsh mark um, on him because he wants to play midfield and I'm sure, you know, if he was given an opportunity um, to win more clearances, he'd be able to do that. But, um, you know, he's coming up against the likes of, of Parrish and Merritt and McGrath. Um, and they, you know, certainly, um, uh, you know, uh, those, those levels above for, for class. So, um, yeah, I, it was a pretty average game from Guelphie, but um, as you say, mate, his, his effort definitely not, not questioned, um, but I think he will struggle to hold his spot. Yeah. Um, Will Snelling's another one, mate. Uh, just, you know, he, he seems to be able to find a footy. You, you'll always look at his stat line and it's always like around that 18 mark. But, you know, he had six kicks, 12 handballs, seven marks. So he was obviously a lead up or hit up option, but uh, only three tackles and, and no score involvement. So, in that, he didn't, um, you know, didn't even hit the scoreboard. So, as a small size forward who had, you know, let's face it, was, slingshot footy so there was opportunities there uh yeah i think the pressure has to come on these smaller players that aren't having any involvement um up forward and and that's the standard i want to see us can get to where yeah you've got to perform to hold your spot and uh will snelling uh, i thought he was quite good against the pies um the week before but yeah i didn't again he was uh yeah uninfluential on the game uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with all that, Jame. I mean, he did have the one goal assist, so I'll give him that. But apart from that, um, largely, um, you know, didn't have much of an impact on the contest. Um, and I think that's, you know, where we, what really hurt us was we had too many guys um, that we were sort of effectively carrying. Uh, you know, when you look at Snelling, Guelphie, Ham, Langford, uh, Redmond, um, you know, and like it is harsh for us to say, but, um, I guess, uh, yeah, that's the sort of difference uh, between us. Um, you know, taking it right to the wire with Carlton and um, then coming away with um, with a loss as we as we did. So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if we can persist with um, yeah with all those players. So I think with the competition for sports, a couple of those have got to give. So. Um, yeah, certainly, I agree with you, mate. Uh, we need to be playing well. If the guys will be holding their spots, there should be no gimmies. Um, so it should be interesting at the selection table this week coming. Yeah, well, depending on, uh, I think Waterman uh, did hurt his ankle, but apparently came back on in the in the twos. I would much rather see Alec Waterman in the side than Will Snelling personally. Um, I just think he can be more of an impact on the scoreboard. Um, now, Will Snelling is a, you know, an effort player, mate. You can't uh, say you can't say anything more than that. But I, I just think we've got too many players at that height, and um, you know, I, I like a point of difference. I think you know, if Alec Waterman's fit to play, I'd love to have a look at him. Um, you know, to be more of an option up there. Um, again, mate, uh, Tip and Woody was very good on the day. Kicked four goals, but three of those came early. Um, and obviously we didn't, um, we got one in the second, I think, and they you know, got caught in the tackle, which, you know, will happen with, with a player like who takes the game on, but yeah, just unfortunately couldn't get 
those goals in the last, you know, where he went to ground or it was seen to be giving away free kick um, and not looking at the footy. So, uh, yeah, I think he died out of the game a bit, but uh, he still kicked four goals and that's a great effort by a small forward. Yeah, it is. And got a goal assist as well and um, had another shot that didn't go through. So I think, you know, if you're getting five shots at goal as a small forward and um, kicking most of them, you're, you're doing pretty good. I uh, had the six tackles. Um, so, you know, it's not like he was completely out of the game, but I think Carlton definitely put a lot of attention on him after he kicked those um, kicked those early goals. Uh, didn't allow him that space to, uh, to sort of run and use the footy. Uh, but... Yeah, that's really where the guys should have been working for each other. Uh, you know, Snellingham, whoever, you know, put a shepherd on, help them get some space. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, after the first half, um, yeah, we didn't see a lot of uh, Tipper. And um, but yeah, to get four goals out of your um, out of your small forward, I think that's a pretty good effort. Um, so he's, he's putting together uh, some good work, Tony. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, he was one. I, I nearly gave him a vote, but uh, just out, just missed out um, for mine. But um, I certainly um, do love seeing him uh, kick a few snags, mate. Yeah. Um, well, that's it, mate. We got through the numbers. Um, so it's uh, always hard after a loss. Uh, and... We always are mindful. We don't try to be too harsh on the players. You know, we're, we're frustrated as fans when we lose. Uh, but uh, we certainly don't try to, uh, you know, bag players or berate them. But we do have to be honest with our assessment. So, uh, as you said, mate, we don't get any joy of giving honest feedback. But, um, again, we realise that we're not ones out there playing the game. So it's easy to finger point when you're watching. But, um, yeah, I think... On the day, we gave ourselves opportunities. Or, you know, to score over 100 points shows that you're, you're getting the ball up forward and you're able to convert. But allowing 123 points, um, you're not going to win too many footy games doing that. So defensively, we need to you know, be a bit more mindful of our structures and um, give ourselves some protection for when the ball is turned over. But overall, uh, you know, we're seeing the side development Apart from the Port Adelaide and Brisbane losses, which you know, we're clearly out of it, our other three losses have been you know, very competitive. You, know, you lose the Hawthorne by a point, you lose the Sydney by three points, and then you um, lose by well, 16 points yesterday. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're, it's all doom and gloom. We saw a lot of our young players coming through. So for me, um, this year was never about making finals and so forth it's about setting yourselves up to be you know a, a much better team that can contend in the years to come and you know our players under 26 27 years of age um you know i'm excited by the prospects absolutely mate they're certainly uh you know, giving us plenty of uh, reason to, to cheer um putting their all out in the park and yeah certainly is yeah while our win-loss ratio isn't the greatest um it's certainly uh, much more enjoyable footy season so far for me, just watching this uh, the talents sort of grow and develop um, than I've seen uh, in previous years. Um, you know, you think of the last couple of years where we, yeah, we've we've won more games, um, but the way we were winning them wasn't pretty at all. And you could just say that kind of footy won't stack up. You know, even if we got to finals, 
this kind of footy we're playing now, even though we're not getting the wins necessarily at the moment, you can see it's more um, sort of solid style and brand of footy. And you can see now Essendon has a brand um, and a style of play, which we want to be known for. Um, you know, I do have trust in that blue collar style footy that truck wants to instill in the team. Um, so certainly there's plenty of reasons for us to be um, yeah, optimistic in the future. Uh, if we don't, even if we're not getting the wins now. Exactly. Well, mate, we did it. Um, that's another review show after a loss. So, um, always <laughs> plenty more of those, mate. <laughs> oh, there probably will be, but um, I'll look forward to our next one to win. And uh, who knows, it could come this Saturday after uh, a big win over the Giants, which would be nice. But um, they look like they're starting to hit their straps a bit. So, uh, could be another tough day at the office. But uh, we live in hope, mate. And uh, hopefully, yeah, we'll get Aaron Francis back, which will be, you know, I think he's had a pretty decent season this year, um, to be honest. So hopefully uh, with him added to the side, uh, you because know, the, the Giants have got a few tall forwards we need to worry about. You know, Finlayson, um, Himmelberg, and also now uh, Jesse Hogan. Uh, we need to be mindful of those. And, you know, they're starting to get some players back like Whitfield and, you know, Toby Green's been in good form and, you know, uh, the Tim Taranto, uh, Andy McGrath gets to show his um, stuff against, you know, the number two draft pick as opposed to the number one. So, um, yeah, the Giants game, and we owe them, mate, after last year's one where we we should have won that game and it slipped through our fingers. So, yeah, let's hope the Bombers uh, take it right up to the Giants and, you know, we can see you know, a bit more... Uh, bit more of our younger players showing us a bit more hope for the years to come absolutely mate all right well thanks for listening to this episode and all we can say is go bombers go dons mate mate